Welcome to Covenant's Pulpit Ministry. Covenant Evangelical Free Church believes that the Bible is the Word of God and that God's Word is vital for life-transforming Christianity. We trust that you will grow to know the Word of God and more importantly, the God of the Word as you hear this message today. May God bless you as you open your heart to His Word. Hi, Covenanters! It's so good to be back with you. SPKK is good indeed to have you back. So how was your last six months sabbatical? Well, too much to say on a Sunday morning. I will just say that this has been one of my best sabbaticals so far. And over time, I want to share more about it. But that's not why we're here this morning. Yes, indeed. We're so excited this morning to share God's heartbeat for this new year 2023 with you. So will you join me in prayer? as we ask God to open our hearts to receive His Word for this new year, 2023. Our God of all time, help us enter this new year, 2023, reverently. Thoughtful of who you are, mindful of who we are, and prayerful that your unchanging, eternal and living Word will direct our steps, shape our choices, season our words, build up our faith, impact our works, transform our destiny, and empower our lives as we humbly commit this new year, 2023, into your hands. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Brothers and sisters in Christ, what is the worst storm that you can possibly face in your life? For some, perhaps, it is the latest health screening report, or exam results. For others, it could be a financial loss in the stock market, or missing the expected promotion or bonuses this year. Yet for others, perhaps the sudden death of their loved ones or a series of unhappy events. Needless to say, any of such storms will throw us into a tear spin of fear and confusion. We feel like we are in a car spinning out of control on an oil-smeared road. Over the last three years, humanity suffered at the hands of the COVID pandemic. If we look further back in history, humanity also suffered at the hands of evildoers. Under the hands of Poipot from 1975 to 1979 in Cambodia, an estimated 1.5 to 2 million Cambodians died of starvation, execution, disease or overwork. Under the hands of Hitler from 1941 to 1945, some 6 million Jews were killed in the Holocaust. We mourn the pains and injustices of this world. But as a disciple of Jesus Christ, we know there is yet another hand that rules in history. For under the mighty hand of God, Christianity has some 2.2 billion followers today, making it the largest number of followers worldwide. While we cannot vouch for everyone's true faith and conviction, we know enough that the hand of God has transformed every person's purpose, every nation's destiny who chooses to come under the mighty hand of God. So whether we are looking at or going through a personal, national, or a global storm, we can become pessimistic and disillusioned. 
or we can find strength and hope in the hands of the sovereign and loving Heavenly Father who did not spare His own Son but gave Him up sacrificially for us all. Brothers and sisters in Christ, as we begin the new year 2023 together, we know there will be storms ahead and that is why we have been directing our hearts to prepare to meet King Jesus by intentionally growing and becoming a grateful and faithful remnant of God. And in this new year, 2023, to entrust wholeheartedly our lives and our future into the hands of God, our eternal and mighty God has a faithful track record of coming the storms of life. But will we as God's people stick to Him faithfully mm. and surrender ourselves fully into His hands? Martin Luther once said, I've held many things in my hands and I've lost them all. But whatever I have placed in God's hands, that I still possess. So brothers and sisters, as we begin the new year today, let's consider two common situations in our lives where we can humbly commit our lives into His hands. The first is when we mess up, we cry out into your hands. Since this is the new year, do you want the good news or bad news first? Okay, let's start with the good news. Well, the good news is that all of us messed up one time or another. But the bad news is sometimes we don't learn from our failures or mistakes. But the amazing thing is God still welcomes us into His presence no matter how many times we have messed up. When we mess up, the proud self often plunges into condemnation and isolation, which is exactly where the devil wants us to be. On the other hand, the proud self can also become stubborn harden and slide even further away from God. And so the vicious cycle continues with no decisive and victorious breakthroughs. At the SPO listening retreat last year, one of the quiet time passages that struck me was 1 Chronicles 21, where we read of the account of how David sinned against God in the counting of his military assets. Now let's be clear on this. It's not always wrong to do any counting. After all, we have the book of Numbers, which details the counting of the 12 tribes of Israel. But in this case, it was incited by Satan. And 1 Chronicles 21 verse 7 tells us God was clearly displeased. He was displeased with the act and he laid out the judgment. For context, let's turn to 1 Chronicles 21 verses 7 12. Here is the word of God from 1 Chronicles 21, verse 7 to 12. But God was displeased with this thing, and he struck Israel. And David said to God, I have sinned greatly in that I've done this thing. But now, please take away the iniquity of your servant, for I have acted very foolishly. And the Lord spoke to Gad. David's seer saying, Go and say to David, Thus say the Lord, Three things I offer you. Choose one of them, that I may do it to you. So Gad came to David and said to him, Thus says the Lord, Choose what you will. 
either three years of famine or three months of devastation by your foes, while the sword of your enemies overtake you. Or else three days of the sword of the Lord, pestilence on the land, with the angel of the Lord destroying throughout all the territory of Israel. Now decide what answer I shall return to him who sent me. Now let's take a look at David's responses. First Chronicles 21, verses 13 to 15. Then David said to Gad, I am in great distress. Let me fall into the hands of the Lord, for his mercy is very great. But do not let me fall into the hands of men. So the Lord sent a pestilence on Israel, and 70,000 men of Israel fell. And God sent the angel to Jerusalem to destroy it. But as he was about to destroy it, the Lord saw and he relented from the calamity. There is no question that our sin incurs God's displeasure and judgment. Sin has serious consequences to us and others. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. But even, even when we have sinned, it is safer to be in the hands of God than the hands of men. For God's discipline, though severe, is merciful and restorative. The scripture tells us God relented. Yes, David messed up. But he knew he would be better off in the hands of God. Likewise, when we messed up, we will be in a better place when we cry out and entrust ourselves into His hands. Some of you may ask, so what does it look like to cry out in dependence on God when we mess up? Here are some concrete steps that you can take. One, stop giving excuses. Honestly and humbly confess whether to God or to another person, I have sinned against you greatly. No ifs, no buts. Name the offence specifically and say to God, I am addicted to gambling or to porn or to any other things. And I know it grieves you. Please forgive me, God. Or to say to people, I'm so sorry for hurting you by saying how stupid and how terrible you are. Oh, I'm so sorry for walking away from you, withdrawing from you and ignoring you. Please forgive me. Stop giving excuses. The second concrete step, stop defending yourself. We tend to justify ourselves with thoughts and words like, I'm a saint when compared to this person you know. Wait till you see how that person treats his spouse or children or dog. Then you will know how good I am. You're so lucky to have me. See, stop defending yourself. The third concrete application is to stop attacking God and stop attacking others with your words and actions. It is so common for us to say to God, God, you don't love me anymore. You are so unfair. Where were you when I needed you most? It's also so easy to say to others, but you also do this or that to me. 
You go look at yourself in the mirror first before you say anything bad about me. Stop attacking. No, these are negative ways of the proud self at work. So whether it's giving excuses or defending ourselves and attacking others, they seek to elevate self above God or others, but choose to cry out to God in full dependence. It is to learn to be completely honest, take personal responsibility, and die to self. This is one of my greatest lessons learned from Dr. Rob Raymer in the New York Alliance Seminary during the sabbatical. Yes, it's easier said than done. And we require all of God's grace and our obedience to do that, which makes God proud. Recently, I met Alvin, who came to Covenant a few years ago, but as a pre-believer. Alvin has lived opposite Covenant at Bukit Panjang Centre for many years, but has never entered our church building. Throughout those years, he had a messed up view of life in which he relied solely on himself. He was looking for a relationship with God and will often pray to various gods in the hope that at least one of these gods would hear his prayers, especially during his exams. Until one day he met Victoria, a Christian uni student who became God's messenger to him. Alvin and Victoria soon became friends and they were attracted to each other. But after a few months of praying and learning about Jesus, Alvin finally said the sinner's prayer. Meanwhile, Victoria felt messed up and disobedient to God about dating a pre-believer and that it was only right for her to surrender the relationship by soon ending it. In this messed up relationship, they both cried out to God as they finally ended this relationship. But God responded in the most miraculous way by speaking to them as they cried out to Him through Genesis chapter 22, where God tested Abraham. God was testing Alvin if his intention and heart was truly to follow God. God was allowing Victoria to experience God's forgiveness in her own life. But in God's grace and leading, the couple were able to patch things up. Covenant, the church Victoria calls home, was the very church that Alvin was afraid to enter for many years. But it was here that Alvin discovered God. And it was here that Alvin deepened his relationship with Victoria. Praise God, both Alvin and Victoria are faithfully serving in their respective ministry at Covenant, recently got married, and now committing their lives into God's hands. Brothers and sisters, what a beautiful testimony. Let's be determined in 2023 to learn this, that when we messed up, we humbly cry out and throw ourselves into the hands of God. For He is all gracious and merciful. And he will restore. He will heal us. Remember 1 Peter 5 verse 6 exhorts us, Humble yourselves. Therefore, under the mighty hand of God, 
so that at the proper time, He may exhort you. When we messed up, we cried out, into your hands. There is another common situation we often face in life. And that is when the mission is beyond us, we cry out, into your hands. I'm not just referring to local or overseas church missions work, but the very mission that God has given to us through our unique calling and vocation. Your life and your work matters to God. You are God's appointed missionary to the businesses or industries you are called to. And in this fast-changing world and the demands of productivity, the work is often beyond us. As a result, we no longer enjoy what we are doing. We don't have the wisdom or strength to deal with all the complexities. We are multitasking at so many levels that we lose focus and effectiveness. In the end, we are overwhelmed with damaging stress and excessive anxieties. Adding to this, we all have various family responsibilities and here I'm called to serve the church in this and that. The truth is, I don't seem to even have time for my personal Sabbath and devotion. What am I going to do? All this work and mission are way beyond me. Help! Brothers and sisters in Christ, I can empathize with you. We pastors are not spared from all this too. I believe that's what Daniel and his three friends had to face in a hostile Babylon in the Old Testament. They were handpicked and exiled to serve a new master in the Babylonian courts. They had so many things they needed to learn in a new land and culture. To survive, they had to compete with the best of the best. Yet deep within, they knew they were first and foremost Yahweh's chosen race and people. They were to be sought and light in a pagan world. They were determined to be faithful to God and to make Him proud. But as we know, their mission was way, way beyond their abilities and wisdom. But Daniel and his three friends showed us that they didn't just survive or go with the status quo, but they thrived and they stood tall for God. How, you ask? Well, they learned what it meant to cry out and entrust themselves into the hands of God. In this New Year 2023, we will be preaching from the book of Daniel in the Old Testament. And we will see the sovereign and mighty hand of God acting on behalf of Daniel and his three friends. We will see the hand of God superintending over the pagan Babylonian and Persian rulers. We will see the hand of God ruling over the affairs and destiny of the present and future kingdoms. We will see the hand of God bringing the ultimate deliverance of the world through the Messiah's ministry and death. We will see the hand of God preserving the people of God through the end times. Brothers and sisters, for a moment of Israel's history in Babylon, it would seem that God's hand had fallen short and his mission had been derailed. But when you go through the book of Daniel, you will see the complete opposite. Behold, the Lord's hands is not shortened. 
that he cannot save or his ears dull that he cannot hear. So let's breeze through a few examples from the book of Daniel and see how the hand of God triumphed over every circumstances. Firstly, through the successful revelation and interpretation of Nebuchadnezzar's dream in Daniel chapter 2, verses 46 to 48. This is what the pagan king, Nebuchadnezzar, concluded. Then King Nebuchadnezzar fell upon his face and paid homage to Daniel and commanded that an offering and incense be offered up to him. The king answered and said to Daniel, Truly your God is God of gods and Lord of kings and a revealer of mysteries, for you have been able to reveal this mystery. Then the king gave Daniel high honours and many great gifts and made him ruler over the whole province of Babylon and chief prefect over all the wise men of Babylon. Surely the task to reveal what was the king's dream and what did it mean was beyond Daniel. According to Daniel 2 verse 30, he said, This mystery was revealed to me not because of any wisdom I had, but it was all of God. The hand of God was clearly upon Daniel. Next, through the valiant faith of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, in the furnace of the fire, King Nebuchadnezzar concluded these words in Daniel chapter 3, verse 28 to 30. Nebuchadnezzar answered and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants who trusted in him and set aside the king's command and yielded up their bodies rather than serve and worship any god except their own god. Therefore, I make a decree. Any people, nation or language that speaks anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego shall be torn limb from limb and their houses laid in ruins. For there is no other God who is able to rescue in this way. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego in the province of Babylon. Surely the ability to survive in the fairy furnace was beyond Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. But they experienced a miracle when they surrendered themselves fully to the sovereign hand of God. The final example is in Daniel chapter 6, verse 26 to 27. And then we read about how Daniel survived the lion's den under King Darius' reign. Upon the remarkable deliverance from the mouth of the ferocious lions, King Darius concluded this in Daniel 6, verse 26 to 27. I made a decree that in all my royal dominion, people are to tremble and fear before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God, enduring forever. His kingdom shall never be destroyed, and his dominion shall be to the end. He delivers and rescues. He works signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. He who has saved Daniel from the power of the lions. Again, surely this was a mission beyond Daniel, but he experienced the impossible 
when he entrusted his life into the hands of God. Brothers and sisters, you can see that in all these circumstances seen in the life of Daniel and his three friends, the mission was way, way, way beyond them. But because of their willingness to put their life on the line and throw themselves fully into the hands of God, it brought about unimaginable results that only the hands of God could accomplish. Brothers and sisters, we have one important question to answer as disciples of Jesus today. When confronted by a mission that is bigger and larger than our abilities and wisdom, are we willing to go out on a limb for God and throw ourselves completely into the hands of God? Do we believe that the God of Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego is also our God as well? That we desire nothing else but to see the sovereign hand of God acting on our behalf for His own glory and not ours. Perhaps some of you are in your current vocation. They are way beyond you. You know you lack the ability and the wisdom to succeed in it. But if you believe God has put you there, then God is calling you today to cry out to Him and say, Into your hands, O God, I commit my impossible work to you. Increase my faith, O Lord. Perhaps some of you are facing great challenges in your family relationships that are way beyond you. You know you lack the love and patience to turn the relationships around. But because you know these are God-given relationships and responsibilities to you, then God is calling you today to cry out to Him and say, into your hands, I commit these difficult relationships to you. Increase my love, O Lord. Consider the faith exploits 1, 2 and 3 that we have been sharing with you thus far to disciple the generations, disciple Singapore, and disciple the nations. Now, each of these faith exploits are truly beyond us. But because we know these are God's command and mission for us to fulfill, then God is calling you today to cry out to Him and say, Into your hands, I take my rightful place to serve in these great exploits. Increase my willingness, O Lord. Finally, consider the ongoing seed fund journey that we started since 2018. The goal to raise 40 million for the future generation and the infrastructure of God's church. Surely, in this economic climate, the seed fund journey is beyond any one of us. But because we believe God has spoken to the leadership clearly, to be strong and courageous and confirm it with a supernatural sign, then God is calling you today to cry out to Him and say, into your hands, I will pray. Into your hands, I will give generously. I will give in faith as God has blessed me graciously. I will not sit on the fence until I know what God wants me to do. Oh Lord, increase my faith and joy in giving to you sacrificially. 
I pray that the words of E. Stanley Jones will spur us on. Surrender the things you fear into the hands of God. Turn it right over to God and ask Him to solve it with you. Fear is keeping things in your own hands, but faith is turning them over into the hands of God. At last year's board retreat in May, we were prayer walking in various potential grounds in the east part of Singapore. At one of the sites, we spotted an ambulance parked along a roundabout. Strangely, the engine was running, and some of us wondered what it was doing here. Upon closer look, we discovered there were three tired persons sleeping in the comfort of the air conditioning. Well, perhaps they had a rough night. Perhaps they were taking their needed break before the next mission. Whatever it is, it gave us a visual lesson. Like the ambulance, the church is on her mission to save lives. The mission will be long and demanding. The mission is not against flesh and blood. Mm. The mission requires great devotion and sacrifice. The mission requires all hands to be on deck. Yes, we must take our necessary rest from the mission, but we must not be found sleeping on our watch. When the mission is beyond us, we cried out, Into your hands, O Lord, for here am I. As we begin the new year together, there are two common situations where we can humbly commit our lives into His hands. The first is when we mess up we cry out into your hands. King David show us the better way. And God relented. The second is when the mission is beyond us. We cry out into your hands. Daniel and his three friends show us the better way. And God was glorified. Brothers and sisters, the storms of life will come. And we have a decision to make like Martin Luther. I've held many things in my hands and I've lost them all. But whatever I place in God's hands, that I still possess. Will you make the better choice today? Isn't this a glorious example of our Lord Jesus Christ? Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 to 8 in the New Living Translation says, Though He was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on the cross. Remember the last words of Jesus to the Father on the cross? Father, into your hands, I commit my spirit. Likewise, may the new year 2023 be the year where we learn to cry out humbly to God. Into your hands, I commit my messes, I commit my mission to you. Here am I, Lord. Change me and use me. Let's close with these two short testimonies. During the SP's listening retreat last year, we were both walking to Changi Village for our dinner 
when suddenly we heard someone crying out, Pastor Tony! It was a family who was attending a preschool disciple maker's Thanksgiving barbecue. We were invited to join them for dinner and we heard the amazing testimonies of how two of these disciple makers first came to Covenant Church as non-believers, but in due course, they received Christ. Not only that, they were discipled and soon they started serving in our children's ministry. How amazing when we choose to live lives under the mighty hands of God. Then during another of our morning walks, we heard someone else call out to us. Oh, it was Eunice who attends our Indonesian fellowship. Standing there under the hot sun, she shared gratefully and joyously how she works for a non-Christian employer who releases her not just to attend church on Sunday, but gave her time to attend IDT and even breakthrough weekends. Isn't that unheard of? She was so blessed with an employer and covenant's ministry. Wow. How amazing when we live under the hands of God. Yes, we said a thousand amen with her and prayed with her that day. Yes, Lord, into your hands we commit our message and mission. Oh, be glorified. Let's pray together. As you close your eyes and bow your heads in a moment of silence and reflection, whether you're worshipping God on site or online, would you take this precious moment on the first day of the new year 2023 to be still and let God into your hearts? I'd like to first speak with those of you who are non-believers, who are with us on this first day of the new year 2023. You have not yet confessed Jesus Christ as your Saviour, but today you are listening intently to God's Word and wonder what all this meant for you. Remember the testimony I shared about Elvin earlier? Perhaps you are facing a certain mess in your life now whether it's a work mess, a relationship mess, a financial mess or even a health mess, whatever mess it may be, this day on the new year, you have an opportunity to bring the messes of your life to God right now. I don't know what God will do for you immediately, but this I know, your life will have a new beginning and a radical orientation when you invite Jesus Christ into your life. You experience a new peace, a new purpose like you never had before. And if you desire this new life in Jesus Christ today, it is only a prayer away right now. God hears the sincere cry of your hearts. Would you pray with me right now? Repeat this prayer after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I'm in a mess today. I need you in my life. I want to begin afresh with you in this new year, 2023. Please come into my life and cleanse me from all of my sins. Thank you, Lord Jesus. If you have said that prayer sincerely after me, I'd like to pray for you. So right now where you are, on account one to three, 
Can you raise your hand so that I can pray for you? Whether you are Bukit Panjang, Woodlands or East or even online so that we can pray for you. Ready? One, two, three. Raise your right hand right now if you prayed that prayer just now. Yes, raise your hand and keep it there. Don't be afraid. We just want to pray for you. And for those of you who are online, please scan the QR code at the end of this New Year service so that we can get in touch with you. Now keep your hands up as I pray for you right now. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for this who have raised their hands to receive Jesus into their lives on the first day of this New Year 2023. We know their spiritual journey begins today. May you touch each one afresh and grant them the peace, purpose and healing that they desire as they commit their lives into your hands. In Jesus' name, Amen. You may now put down your hands. As we continue to close our eyes and bow our heads, I'd like to speak to the rest of you who are covenanters and fellow Christians worshipping with us today. I trust you have heard God's voice this morning. As we prepare to meet King Jesus, one of the key decisions we have to make in our life is to choose to live under the hands of God. That's the beginning of authentic discipleship. Whether we are dealing with our message or mission that's beyond us, is to sincerely cry out humbly to God, into your hands I commit my life to allow God to have full reign and glory, to let God do His perfect work in your life. So here's a decision you can commit to God this morning on the first day of the new year. If you desire to live under the hands of God, you're saying to Him, take charge of any mess in my life or strengthen me for any mission or task in my life. If you desire to follow after the examples of David, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, to consciously and humbly live under the hands of God. Then I ask you to make this decision this morning by standing up to your feet now. Yes, stand. Stand up as an indication and commitment that you desire God to take charge of your mess and mission so that at the end of the day, God is the one who is glorified and exalted and so stand and those who are standing right now come into the holy presence of God come worship Him come open up your hands open up your hearts and surrender your lives into the hands of God and let's come and join our hearts in unity wherever we are allow me to pray for all of us Dear Heavenly Father, you see each of these brothers and sisters, some who are sitting and some who are standing before you right now, you know exactly where they are and what they are facing or will face in the future. 
will you honour their desire and commitment this day and grant to them your presence and assurance and no matter what they face in their life you will never leave nor forsake them we ask you to help us do this one thing in 2023 to learn to cry out to you always in whatever situations into your hands I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Church, shall we sing together? Into your hands. Into your hands, I commit again with all. you had spent some time listening to God's Word, and we hope that the message has ministered to you. Should you require more assistance, kindly call 6892-6811, or you can visit us at www.cefc.org.sg for more sermon titles. God bless you in your spiritual pilgrimage ahead.